This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 31 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Yes, it's Glenn the Geek back here with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily like we do every day. Welcome back. I appreciate you listening. Today, we are excited to have a new person joining us in our stable of experts. Sinead Halpin is an international competitor, a trainer, and she's been riding at the advanced level since 1999. She excels in the training of young horses and bringing those with talent successively through the ranks of the sport of eventing. She is an ICP-certified trainer with the USEA and is one of the original board members of the PRO. That's the Professional Riders Organization. The PRO was started by a group of eventers and utilizes the country's top professional event riders to connect with fans to raise awareness of the sport. She is actively bringing on new students at every level and accepting clinic dates across the country. And I have to say, Sinead is just a whole lot of fun to speak with. As you can see, we just had a great time recording these tips, and I'm sorry if they went a little long. We just had a whole lot of fun, and I hope you would enjoy it as much as I did. Here's Sinead. Well, hi, Sinead, and welcome to the first your first episode of Horse Tip Daily. Hey there. How's it going? Good. We appreciate you being on. Of course, you've been on the eventing radio show with us before because, surprise, surprise, you're an eventer. Uh, (laughs) I try. (laughs) How long have you been eventing? Since you were a kid? Yeah, since I was probably... Actually, I started in the hunter-jumper ring, like a lot of us do, and then when I was around 13, ended up um, going to a local event and thought, I want to do that. So started down that road around 13. So the uh, hunter-jumper thing just wasn't fast enough? You needed to go faster over those big jumps? Is that... (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I know what it was. I know what it was. You really wanted to do dressage. You had a lifelong dream I to was, do dressage. Yeah. Desperate to fit the trot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw the cross country and I thought that looked like a good time. Yeah, I probably figured that was the case. You know, I haven't found too many uh, eventers that really do this because they really want to do dressage. <laughs> no, I think there's a pure sport for that as well, but <laughs> I think we do what we we can to get by to get to to the second day. Now, what's the highest level you've gone to uh, as a as a professional eventer? Um, I've competed to the three star level, so I've competed at the advanced level with a couple of different horses. Really? So, have you ever, ever competed at Rolex? No, you've only done up to three no, star at I this haven't. point, right? But that's a dream. Yeah. This- that, yes, for sure. I have a horse right now that would be on the track for that uh, next spring. Oh, um, so he's wow. got a, he just <laughs> yeah, he just did a World Cup up in Canada last week and plans to go to Fairhill three-star this fall, and Kentucky would be on the agenda for the spring. So wow, that would be fun that to see you down here. It would be fun to be there. Yeah. We'll make sure we show you around mm-hmm. Kentucky while you're here. We'll we know all the good I appreciate <laughs> well Sinead, yes, that's... we appreciate you being on and and uh i know that uh you do a lot of riding you actually have a a boyfriend who also is a professional event rider too is that isn't that right yes there's not a lot of competition in this house <laughs> <laughs> how does that go when you compete against each other <laughs> 
were very supportive as long as I win. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was talking it's to him earlier fine. today, and he said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he never beats me. Come on. <laughs> He's smart. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We probably should get to a tip at some point today. Uh, (laughs) We can do this all day, you know. What do you have for us today? Um, Well, I thought an interesting tip would be a lot of us find ourselves in a situation with a horse that's maybe not quite going down the right road. And we start to ask ourselves if if this horse is really right for us or if we're possibly going to need to sell it or if we need to get some advice elsewhere. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that situation, um, how to go about finding a somebody to help you, a trainer, a coach, make a decision whether the horse is right for you or, or to sell it, um, and, and different routes to go down as far as selling selling that horse and getting the best profit or making a trade or getting the best home, basically, for the horse. You know, and that's so yeah. hard. I mean, I've had to sell horses that I was absolutely in love with at times because, one, we needed the money or some other reason. And it is hard to do, yet when you do it, you want to do it right. Yeah, definitely. And and sometimes it's amazing how many people just, unfortunately, it's not that the rider's a bad rider. It's not that the horse is a bad horse. It's just mismatched. Um, whether the rider needs something a little bit more experienced or something a little bit more talented and the horse maybe just needs a different job. Um, I'm a firm believer that, that 99% of these horses do have a job. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not the one that you want to do. <laughs> right. right. Um, um, but there's there are a lot of people out there that that is what they they dedicate their profession to is helping people sell their horses or find new homes for their horses or, or jobs or putting a rider and horse together that that work a little bit better. So who are those so. people? <laughs> do they exist? Um, well, I mean, based, you know, in the eventing world, all, I think most of us do a little bit of that. I certainly have my personal horses and a couple of horses right now in the barn for sale. Um, and I think the important thing to do is to figure out, number one, what type of, of trainer would be most suited for your horse. Certain horses, it would be good for them to go into a big sales program where it's a barn where there are a lot of clients coming through all the time. A lot of horses like that would be ones that are a little bit more straightforward, ones that would it would do them good to have a couple different riders sit on them during a week. Um, so there's a lot of sales barns like that. There are also some smaller barns, some horses that are just a little tricky that maybe need one rider to ride them every day. And what I would recommend doing is, number one, going on most professionals have a website. And on those websites will be service pages, what they charge to have a horse in training, what they charge to sell a horse, if they put their horses online that are for sale. Um, you can you can look up on their bio, see if you actually like this person, <laughs> if you would like right. their, your horse to go there. Um, another way to do that is to go to a couple of competitions sit in the warm-up ring, watch some people ride. And normally when you go there, you can tell who's teaching, who's riding, who the professionals are, and just see if you like the way that they are with the horses. Um, and, again, most of most eventers are very approachable. And if you go up and have a chat and say, hey, look, I'm having some issues with this, Nick, can I come to your barn? Can I come and check out your place? Would you Could you help me in this sort of situation? Um, most, most professionals would happily give you the time of day to have a chat. Um, you know, other things you could do is, 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 you know, most of your friends, if you just start chatting with people at the event, start chatting to other horse people, see if they've worked with a trainer, if they like somebody, if they've had a good experience, a bad experience, word of mouth is huge in the horse sport. Well, now, what, so, um, what, what's a typical commission for, for something like that? Does it vary, or is there a typical commission if somebody's going to sell your horse for you? 
It's normally 10%. Um, they would put on top of that. And that's something that is really, really important. I know nobody likes to have the conversation of money, <laughs> um, but it's really important just to get it out there in the first place. What I typically do is a horse will come into my barn. Um, they'll, the horse will come in on full training board, basically. And that's, that is, they'll pay the, the board, which is just you know, general care of the horse plus training, which is on top of that, which is the horse gets ridden six days a week. We manage his program. We show him to the clients, we advertise him, um, basically take him, take him to events, take him to horse shows, take him wherever he needs to go. Um, and then when that horse gets into a situation where it goes to a vetting in itself, um, I would take a 10% commission on top of that. And that's something that's very important to get out there. A couple of different people have come to me and said, um, this is what I want for the horse, and I don't care what you put on top of it. Um, or I've had people that have said, this is what I want for the horse and you need to include your commission in there. Um, certain different, you just need to get that out there in the first place because there's nothing worse than getting to the end of a deal and all of a sudden money is, is you know, that, that can be the deal breaker sometimes. Um, but most of the time it's a 10% commission on top. Do you do a contract? Um, I, I don't normally until you get to the point of, of, selling the horse. I mean, what I would suggest doing is that if you're unfamiliar with the trainer, um, is going in on kind of a month, a a month assessment period, send the horse to the trainer for the month. And that means that you can go to the barn. You can watch the horse be ridden. You can see what the plan is. I mean, you can really be involved. And then after that month, you sit down or two weeks, whatever you sit down with that trainer and you decide, okay, what, what do you think of the horse? This is what I need for it. This is what I, what I have in it. And now I need you to tell me the truth. What, what's the best job? What, you know, what are we really going to be able to get for this horse or do we need to find another job for it? Or should I go down the line of leasing the horse? Should I donate the horse? Um, when you get into contracts, sometimes that works with payment plans. Like say you have a horse that maybe has an inconsistent record um, and you find somebody that really wants to buy it, but they're not 100% sure. You know, they don't want to put all that money into it if they're not totally sure the horse is going to work out perfectly for them. At that point, if you believe in the combination, you say, look, we can write up a contract. You pay me X amount of money now. And then once you jump this horse around three events and it jumps around clear, then you pay the rest of the money there and the horse is officially yours. That's more when you start getting into contracts. Okay. Great. And the, so. the so the big advantage over doing that rather than me just going putting my horse on dream horse and hoping for the best is that I do have the <laughs> professional guidance in selling the horse and and training the horse along the way. Absolutely, and you're just setting yourself up for success. Unfortunately, you know you do have to put a money into that. Um, you would have to put in a month's worth of training or whatnot, but most of the time you can work that into the sale price. Um, right. But yeah, it, it's it's making sure that the horse is going to go into a job where he's going to be happy and that you in turn are going to possibly when that horse sells, maybe then have help with, with finding a new match for yourself. Um, and, and a lot of times professionals, they're out there, they're at the events, they're talking to people, they know what, what client wants what, if, if so-and-so has a student that they need a horse and all of a sudden you have this horse in your barn and it's a perfect match. You know, a lot of us that don't do it as a profession and we just put our horse up for sale on Dream Horse, that's the only conversation that's going on, whereas the professionals, I mean, we're out competing every weekend and out seeing people constantly. It's all that we do. So um, it, it does help. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think connections is what that's all about. You know, they say when you're buying real estate, it's location, location, location. When you're selling a horse, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. 
Um, exactly. So I think that's the most important thing. Well, that's great. You know, that was completely different than anything we've had before. And I think that's so important because <laughs> everybody runs into it at some time or another. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, and what? that's a lot, a lot of things now where the, um, it, where safety is getting so involved with our sport is that it is just so important to have a horse that suits what you want to do and what your goals and, and aspirations are um, just to, to make sure for your own safety and for the horse's safety as well. Well, great. Where can people find out more about you? Um, well, I have a website. It's really difficult to remember. Okay. <laughs> it's Um And and it, there's a bio up there and, and, you know, all the horses in the barn and kind of about me and, and what I do and what the horses in the barn do. So that's, that's fair. Okay. And you also belong to uh, the Professional Riders Organization, don't you? I do, I do, which is a really cool um, organization of about, there's about 24 board members and it's just a group of people that are really trying to get, trying to get some sponsors and some spectators, kind of the outside world involved and, and informed about eventing and, and what it is that we do. Um, so it's a very forward thinking group of people. We're just starting to, to add a little entertainment value to the events and getting some you know, kind of an outdoor festival at, at Plantation Field is coming up this fall, and that'll be a really, a really fun Saturday for people to come out and watch the eventing. And whether you know what they would recognize as the name Pro, and anybody wants to go see um, any sport as long as they see Pro in front of it, they know that they're going to go and be watching the best of the best. And um, so at Plantation Field, we're going to have kind of a pro, a pro afternoon where anybody can come and watch and, and see what eventing is is all about. Great. And I know we'll be, we'll be yeah. covering Plantation Field on the eventing radio show that we do on the Horse Radio Network here as well. So, uh, matter of fact, I think we have Philip Dutton on next week on the eventing radio show talking about Plantation Field and what's coming up. So, uh, there are a lot of big name riders that uh, are involved in, in making pro work, and I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good thing. What was the website for pro again? Uh, professionalriders.org. Okay, great. Well, Sinead, it's been great having you on, and will you come back and uh, do another tip with us sometime? I would love to. All right. Thanks, Sinead. Well, thanks to Sinead for joining us today, and we will have her back again in the future with another great tip. We have a bio page on our website for her that you can find the links to all the websites that she was talking about. And you can just go to horsetipdaily.com and click on the experts link and look for Sinead, and that's spelled S-I-N. E-A-D. And you can find the PRO's website, the Professional Riders Organization, at professionalriders.org. Well, it's time for the email. Well, today's email is from Alex in Alabama. And Alex says, Hey, Glenn, what fun I am having listening to these tips. Every morning when I get up, the first thing I do is download the latest tip and listen while I am making the kids lunch in the morning. I noticed a couple of the days that the tip was not ready first thing in the morning. Any way you could work harder at making the tips available first thing in the morning? And then she goes on to say, I know, I know, like you don't have enough to do with five shows on the network now, but it would be nice. Your faithful listener, Alex in Alabama. I assumed Alex was a female. It might be a guy. I'm not sure. 
So I, w- I will say that uh, I work hard at getting the tips out in the morning. Sometimes they end up being out a little later in the day. We're going to work harder at getting ahead on them so that they will be out every morning. I know a lot of people download them and listen to the tips first thing in the morning when they're having their breakfast or their coffee or something like that. So I will work harder at it. I take my admonishment and bow my head in shame, and I'll try and do a better job. Well, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. We have some fun shows coming up this week, and we had some great ones last week. You don't want to miss an episode of any one of them. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. <laughs>